0: Hi friends. Guess what? It's time for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Time to have some fun and learn something. Hopefully. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. If you're having a good time with this podcast, um, hey, why don't you share it with somebody? That would be great, you know? Um, all right. And so let's get it on. So today I'm going to be talking about uh, the shopping experience. Is it better now or was it better then? Or what are the differences? Let's talk about the difference between uh, shopping back in the day and shopping now. Because there are um, some things going on. There's a, so many stores that have closed. And I have to say, I'm not happy about it. Because a lot of those stores were stores that I really, really loved. And they're gone. So I think we we should really take a look at... Um, at how the internet has really affected um, the shopping experience. So, I think the first thing we should talk about are uh, shopping malls. Because that was the thing way back in the the 70s and the 80s, so that was the place to go. And it wasn't just about you know shopping. It wasn't just about going to get something. It was about an experience. It was about ambiance. It was about um, for some it was about hanging hanging out with your friends and just goofing around. It was about spending time with people. Um, being part of a community with there was other people there. Let me tell you, back in the day, shopping malls were crowded. I'll say one thing, now they're not, but back then It was like, it was crazy just trying to walk from one store to the next store. And then you would get behind somebody who was walking really slow. Maybe they had a stroller and they're, or they're older people and they're walking slow and they're just having a conversation and you're just trying to get to the next store. So you have to go around them. And then, you know, you, you get behind the next person that's walking real slow. It was a little frustrating at times but it was part of the experience. So let's talk about malls for a minute. The first mall opened back in the 1800s in Providence, Rhode Island. I think that's the oldest mall in the U.S. Another good thing about uh, shopping at the mall was that there were all of these stores that were, you know, all like together in one place. And, you know, I remember when they first put a roof on our local mall. It was like a big deal because now you can go to the mall and didn't matter what it was doing outside. Like on a rainy day, you had nothing to do. You would just go to the mall. You can just hang out there for like a couple of hours. It didn't matter if it was blazing hot. It didn't matter if it was raining. It didn't matter if it was freezing cold outside. The mall was always the right temperature. The only problem is, like I said, depending on what day, you couldn't go on the weekend. That place was crowded, crowded with so many people. And if it was near Christmas, forget about it. But it was enjoyable. And, you know, before they even had food courts, they just would have restaurants inside the mall, like in various places. And you could get something, get a hamburger or whatever. Um, You know, of course, later on, they made a central location, the food court for you to get your meals at i guess but you know either way it was still all or good and Inside the mall, there were like several stores, of course, which are not around anymore, that you could go to. Um, There were specialty stores like Wicks and Sticks that had like candles and stuff and Park Lane Hosiery, which was a woman's store. It was just a little specialty store. Then, of course, you had Sam Goody. I mean, who who didn't go to Sam Goody? They had all the records when they came out with um, cassettes. CDs, 45s. I used to get all my 45s at Sam Goody. I mean, it was great. And then they had Suncoast Motion Picture Company. That was the place for me. Suncoast. I got all my VHSs. I used to go in there and buy like several movies at a clip you know, whenever I could. Um, Now we, of course, we have FYE, but back then it was just Suncoast and they had the VHSs. They didn't really have uh, t-shirts and things. The whole store was just movies. And I loved that place. There was KB Toys, of course, which was small, but it was in the mall and it was a quick place to go. So you didn't have to go to Toys R Us, which... Of course, sadly, that's gone, although they are making some pop-up stores, but not like it was, you know. There was Baker's Shoes. I used to love to go to Baker's. They would have these giant window displays on several sides, and on one side, they had all the women's shoes, and on the other side, they had the men's shoes, and you could just peer in the window and look at all the different shoes they had, and then you could go walk into the store. And you would sit down and a man would come up to you and he would say, can I help you? You know, and then you would tell him the shoe that you wanted to try on and your size. And he would go away and get the shoe, bring it back. And sometimes back in the real old days, there was like a little um stool kind of thing with the pad on the top. And he would sit down on it in front of you and it had like a little slant in the in between, you know, and you would put your foot up on it and he would put the shoe on for you and tie it if it had to be tied. He'd use a shoe horn if necessary. And then you would walk around the store and see how the shoe felt. Sometimes he would feel how your foot was, you know, inside the shoe. If it was a good fit, if it was too tight, he could judge how the shoe was fitting you. He would watch you as you were walking in the store to make sure it wasn't slipping in the back of your heel. I mean, that was what it was about. That was real service. You know, I miss those days. I miss that. And another one of my favorite stores was Woolworths, which was like the original one of the original Five and Dime stores, of course the precursor to the dollar store, and you could get everything at Woolworth's. And of course they had their lunch counter. I loved going to Woolworth's, could find some good stuff. And then, you know, of course there were other stores that have gone gone away, you know, Walden Books, Border's books. I don't know if you remember any of these bookstores. We used to have, um, of course, it wasn't in the mall, but we did have Ames and Caldor, which is kind of like Walmart. And, you know, those have all gone away. And Levitt's Furniture also gone away. I still remember the phrase, the sales phrase for Levitt's. You'll love it at Levitt's. And then um, you had the anchor stores, which were on, you know, the ends of the mall, which were the big, the big department stores, which sadly most of them, I mean, thank God Macy's is still around. Some of them are still around. Of course, you know, Sears gone. Abraham and Strauss. Oh, I love that store. Gimbel's. Gimbel's was one of my favorites. St- I loved Gimbal's. You know, Gimble started in 1842 by an actual guy named Adam Gimble. And you know what? In 1920, they sponsored the Gimbel's Thanksgiving Day Parade in Philadelphia to encourage people to come in and do their holiday shopping. And wouldn't you know? Macy's copied that idea. In 1924, that's when they started their Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York. So they got the idea from Gimbel's, just saying. And there actually really was a um, a little rivalry going between um, Macy's and Gimbal's, But um, I guess Macy's won out. <laughs> Gimbel's Gimbal's left, so um, and that that was a sad day for me. I'll tell you one store that has stayed in the mall, believe it or not, was um, Spencer's Gifts. Spencer's started in 1947 in um, eastern Pennsylvania as um, just a little store, and it just grew, and it's still in almost every mall. If you go into a mall, you're probably going to find a Spencer's, but back in my day... Spencer's, I mean, was in the back of the shop. You know what it's like in the back of the shop, right? So back there was like a head shop, you know, and you would go back there and you could get your weed. Um, So yeah, that's what Spencer's was back in my day. But I mean, and it's still risque, you know, it still is. So I mean, I don't know, maybe now with the legalization of um, marijuana, it is still a head shop. I I just don't even know. But you know, back in the 80s, there were 2,500 malls across the US. And now there are um, only about 700 and in the next i don't know 10 to 15 years they estimate it might even go as low as 150 to 200 malls only left in the united states so um that's a pretty sobering and sad thought for me because i i will definitely miss going to the mall um, I do miss going to the mall. Um, I, of course, I don't miss the crowds. So that, that's kind of a good thing when I go there. But I do miss a lot of the stores. It's so many stores that are closed up, you know, and so many of these stores, the anchor stores are just, you know, going bankrupt. And, and that's what's, Basically killing the stores because the anchor stores were the big draw in and a lot of the malls nowadays are repurposing themselves into something else. Well, I know one, uh, they knocked down a Boscov's and they're making a apartment building which will be, you know, right next to the mall so that they can actually draw in those people that are living in those apartments, which I feel is a good idea. I like that idea because it's still bringing people back into the mall and it's kind of like new life for the mall. So, here are a few things that some of the malls are uh, are doing. Um some are Some are becoming um, office buildings. You know, they had this like big companies coming in and taking over big portions of the mall. Uh, Some are becoming uh, community colleges. I know one in Austin, Texas is a community college and a public TV station inside the mall. Some of them um, have apartments. That mall in Providence, Rhode Island, that the oldest mall, they took the top two floors of that mall and they made little micro apartments in there, like 300 to 500 square feet, just little tiny apartments that people can rent out for whatever reason. If you have maybe a little, you want to make it a little office or you want to just have a place to crash for whatever reason. Some malls are, including arcades, gyms. They're including health care, like urgent care, or just, you know, doctor's offices, whatever, theaters. They are just doing all kinds of different things to try to keep the people coming inside the malls. Some of them are getting hair salons. The shopping mall in Westlake Uh, shopping center in California, they took their roof off. They put a road down the middle of it so it's like an open air now. They're kind of like going backwards, you know, because to get the roof on was like a big deal. Now they're taking the roofs off and this one is like putting a park. They're putting uh, apartment buildings right near the mall to get the people to come into the mall, the mall area, so they can do their shopping. Uh, One mall is using uh, some of the empty store space as pop-ups for, uh, local art galleries or just little local vendors that need a space, uh, for the short term. So they're renting that out. One mall, actually made an ice skating rink in an empty store where the local hockey team can come in and use it. It's also open for public skating. So, you know, these malls are to stay alive. They are repurposing. Some malls, unfortunately, are not as lucky and they get demolished, and big apartment complexes are put in their place where the mall used to be. That is sad. I would rather see these malls becoming repurposed into um, other things so that you can still shop there. You can have an experience. That's what it's turning out to be. It's turning out to be where you go to the mall for your pharmacy, you can go to the gym, you can go get your hair done, you can you go get some clothes. So you can do like a lot of different things, not just shop for clothes or whatever. You can do other things. You can go to the arcade, which back in my day, they did have arcades, but you can go to the movie theater. Um, You can just, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll even have a bowling alley put into one of these malls. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, people want to come, they want to go bowling, you know, then they want to go and shop for some clothes, you know. So, I mean, I think that's a really good idea. Another a good example of that is um, Hudson Yards in New York City, which they're calling it uh, retail vertical. It has stores. It has apartment complex. It has um, also a business area. So um, it has like more things to offer people and more than just just shopping, So you can go there, you can, of course, they have restaurants, so you can go and eat. But if you're working right there in Hudson Yards, you need to run out for something, you can do it. If you're living there, you can just run over to where the the stores are and just get what you need. So I think that's really what's happening for the future of malls. Like I said, it's not a bad thing. I'm not against it. I am definitely for it because I really don't want to see these malls get demolished and just have huge apartment buildings coming in. It's okay to have apartment buildings if they're attached to the mall. And these are luxury apartment buildings. Um, They're not just um, not like that one that's in that Providence mall. These are large apartments that are coming in. So I really, um, I'm on board with that. You know, I really am. So now let me talk about the online shopping. Of course, online shopping is not a bad idea. It's obviously it came in handy when we had the pandemic. It was fantastic because if you needed something, you, did, you didn't, you couldn't go to the store. You mean you could go to the supermarket, but if you wanted to just get clothes, you really, you couldn't go out. And that also hurt a lot of malls and a lot of the anchor stores that were there. So uh online shopping does have its, you know, it's good points, obviously, you know, there is an ease about it. You just, go online, you you browse whatever you want, you order it, and it comes in a couple of days or however long it takes. Sometimes I have to say, I mean, I've ordered some things online. It took like three weeks, almost a month to get my order. So that, that was kind of annoying. And then you know, you have a big variety of places to go online to get things. You, there's Overstock. There's Wayfair for home goods. There's Etsy, which, you know, I'm not against. I think it's great. I mean, people make their own businesses instead of having like, I guess, I mean, they could develop a pop-up somewhere, but it, it, to, Cut the costs of it. They just open up a little online store on Etsy and sell whatever they make jewelry or whatever specialty they do. Of course, there's Amazon. You can't forget about them. Zoolily Azos, you know. Then you have your subscription. Clothing like Stitch Fix and uh, Dia. You have um, rental clothes you can rent, rent the runway if you don't want to keep it. You have your thrift stores online Thread Up and Poshmark, Mercury. You can buy and sell your own clothes if you, you wear them. You know, you just don't want your clothes anymore. Just sell them on Poshmark if they're in pretty good condition. Otherwise, you got to, you know, get rid of them or give them to the Salvation Army. But you can go online and uh, even Goodwill is online you can go online to Goodwill and shop there if you don't want to go to the store. So, I mean, and a lot of these stores are online. Um, JCPenney, Macy's, um, you know, a lot of them, they're online Target. So, I mean, you you can do your online shopping that way. There's people selling furniture online. I just can't see how you're going to buy furniture online because how do you know how comfortable the furniture is when you get it, you know, and then you, what? you know, you get it and then you sit on it and you discover you've paid $800 or however much you've spent on it with shipping and everything. Well, shipping is probably free, but then you discover you don't like it. It's uncomfortable. The fabric is itchy. You just don't want it anymore. And then you have to send it back. I mean, that's a pain in the ass, to be honest, you know, and even with clothes, you get them, you're anticipating them. It takes maybe a week for you to get the clothes and you try them on and they don't fit. And then you got to return them. So how do you do that? I mean, you got to either drop them off somewhere or you have to, you know, arrange to have somebody come back and pick them up. And a lot of times some of these companies charge you just to send uh, whatever you bought back to them. Then there's the healthcare uh, products that you buy, maybe creams or cosmetics and they don't work. You don't like them. So then, then what do you do? I love when you have to call these places and try to get somebody on the phone to, you know, return something or answer a question about something. You're on hold like forever. You're either listening to some recording that goes around and around in a loop, or you're listening to some horrible music that, you know, is just giving you a headache. Or else you can try sending them an email or, you know, have a chat with a robot. It's really annoying. I have to say, then, you know, if you buy like a a table or a lamp and you don't like it and you want to return it, it just becomes, you know, a big hassle to have to do that. One time I bought a table online and the table came and um, it was warped. And in order to get them to come back and pick it up, I had to send them pictures of it. So, I mean, you know, it really gets to be a big pain in the ass. If you ask me when you're ordering online, some, sometimes, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it is not great. I prefer going to the store personally, if I can, because especially if I'm looking for clothes or if I'm looking for furniture or even a mattress. Okay. You know, I can, um, appreciate You know, a mattress in a box for the ease of it. But how is that really going to feel? Is it really going to be comfortable? I prefer going to the store, sitting on a piece of furniture, laying on the mattress. Even then, it's not. 100% sure with a mattress, but I mean, at least you have some indication of whether you're semi comfortable on it or not before you make that giant purchase. And with clothes, you know, uh, sometimes you like the feel of the fabric, you know, you want to feel it. You want to see how it's looking on you before you make the purchase. You go into the dressing room, you try it on, you don't like it. You just put it back, you know, it's easy it's not like I don't like online shopping because I do, but I have to say that I I just don't think there's anything that compares to going to the store directly. It doesn't necessarily have to be a mall, but whatever store it is, you know, whether it's Target or I don't know, there's not too many stores to mention anymore. Macy's, Boscov's is one of my favorite stores now. Boscov's. I love that store. Go Boscov's, you know, to go there and, um, just, see things and feel them and have a sense of community with people around you. That is truly, I think, the shopping experience. And um, like I said, I'm not against shopping online because it can be convenient for sure if you're not feeling good or whatever. I mean, absolutely. It's not going away. It's definitely not going away. But I think it's really sad that a lot of these stores are closing up because of the online shopping, you know, and I think everybody, if, you know, if you're really um, looking for something, I would encourage everyone to actually drive to the store and go in there and purchase it in store if possible, because I think that's what will keep these stores alive and going. And I think if we didn't have the actual brick and mortar store to go to, I think you would really be missing um, the shopping experience. So I think the last thing I want to just mention while I'm reminiscing um is um I know a lot of um, younger people would not even know what I'm talking about but if there's older people listening they're going to know the SNH green stamps that you used to get um from the gas stations or uh supermarkets and you would just collect them and put them into books and then go get the catalog and get something from that I mean you know what? That was kind of fun to do that, you know, to save up your stamps and go through the catalog. It was like a little freebie that you felt like you were getting. And I guess it's kind of like almost like Rakuten is now, where you're shopping through Rakuten and you're getting some cash back. Only with the green stamps, you would go through the catalog and see how many books you would need to purchase something usually with some sort of um, houseware, uh, an alarm clock, which people don't even don't even have anymore. But you know, whatever lamps, pots, dishes, you know, you could get all kinds of stuff. And also, while I'm reminiscing, I just want to mention another store that went by the wayside is um, Service Merchandise. I don't know if anybody remembers that store. They were, I guess, the precursor to online shopping, really, because they had a catalog and a showroom and you would go there. You could look through their catalog the catalog would come to your house and you would look through it and you could order over the phone or you go to the store you fill out a little form and you give it to them and then they would go and get it from the back it was pretty cool shopping because you could get all kinds of fun things there. You could get, you know, stuff for your house, jewelry, electronics. Yeah. You know, those were days. Those were good old days. Sorry. I'm, I'm reminiscing a lot, but I miss, miss some of those stores. And I know they're not, I know they're not coming back, but I can always, they can always live on in my memory. Right. And so I would just Like to encourage everybody to, if they can, just go to the mall, you know, have the experience, go to the whatever department store. Whatever kind of store it is, if it's Sporting Goods Store, uh, Five Below, you know, whatever, Boscov's, just go to the store because it would be really sad if these stores disappeared forever and you were not able to experience those things. And to keep them alive, we need to go to the stores. To keep the shopping experience alive, we need to go to the stores. And that's, uh, that's really all I have to say about it. All right. So um, I hope you enjoyed my little um, state of the fact of shopping. And um, I will uh, talk to you next time. Take care of yourself. Go shopping at the store.